888-835-2414. This is Blogging with Leslie. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Blogging with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 371, we're going to be talking about blogging for search engine optimization. If you are blogging in 2020 and SEO is not on your list of priorities, then you better start waking up. Every episode, I talk about you know Google having mood swings. Uh, but the fact is that Google can be your friend. And if Google is your friend, it can end up sending you a ton of traffic. But in order for Google to be your friend, you have to do your part. And the fact is there's so much that you can do to make sure you're optimizing your blog for search engine traffic. But there's so much information out uh, out there about SEO, and it can get so complicated. So my goal is to give you a solid foundation. This episode and the accompanying blog post is here to be your comprehensive guide on how to do it well. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. What is up? What is up? What is up? This is episode number 371. You can listen. Listen. This episode. Oh, my word. This is the most in-depth episode I have done probably to date. Uh, as episode 371, the show notes that go along with this. It's not even show notes. The, the detailed article, over 4,000 words. Man, it is the most comprehensive guide I have ever written on this topic and possibly, 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 on any topic I've done so far. I know that is that is like a bold claim. So listen, I understand you want to take notes and you can do that. But I highly recommend for you to go to becomeablogger.com slash 371. If I were to try to get to every single thing covered in that article, this would be like a two-hour episode. We're not going there. So make sure to check out the accompanying guide and you will Thank me. Before we get into the content, I want to ask you for a favor. What's the favor? Listen, if you've been listening to this podcast and you, you, you've gotten value from it, whether it's one episode or 371 episodes, I would love it if you would take 30 seconds of your time. I know you're a busy person. You got a lot going on, but if you could take 30 seconds of your time and go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for this podcast, my heart is gonna thank you. My heart, when it thanks, it does it in a very profound way. I don't know how it does it, but it's just that profound. I don't know what I'm saying right now, but I would really appreciate it if you were to take 30 seconds and leave a review for the podcast. That would be so helpful. On that note, I'm just going to dive in because we've got a whole lot to cover. Search engine optimization. That's what we're talking about today. What is search engine optimization? Simple. It's the process of trying to rank well in the search engines. Here's what I mean. Someone goes to Google. They do a search for something. Uh, and if that thing is related to your niche, you want to be the one to show up. All right. So if you do search engine optimization well, then your content is going to have a higher chance of showing up in Google for relevant keyword phrases. Now, in order to do this and to do this well, you have to understand Google's goal. You want to understand Google's mission. And what Google's mission is, is to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. That's what Google wants. Google wants to organize the world's information and to make it universally accessible and useful. So when someone goes to Google, they search for something, Google wants to show them the right information. 
Google wants not just to show them the right information, but they want to show them the best information. This could be a, a solution to a problem. This can be a how-to guide showing you how to start a podcast, how to build a blog, how to record a video on your smartphone, whatever it is. Google wants to get the best information to that person because if it gets the best information to that person, then that person is going to be more likely to, to go back to Google and do another search. And the more that person uses Google, the more money Google makes. Now, your ultimate goal is to rank as highly as possible in Google for as many relevant keyword phrases as is possible. Because you want to get the right people, targeted people, to your content. And to succeed at that, you have to align your actions with Google's mission. What was Google's mission? To organize uh, the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. Your actions needs to be, need to be in line with that mission. Makes sense, right? That is the foundation of what we're going to be talking about here. How do you align your actions with Google's missions so that you would be more likely to show up for as many relevant keyword phrases as possible? And to do this, there are a few important questions you have to answer first. All right? Here are those questions. Number one. What is your specific niche? If you don't understand what your niche is, then you know how are you going to know what content to create? You need to be specific about what your niche is. And if you are specific about your niche, then it's going to be easier for the right people to find you, to know what your blog is about and all that good stuff. So number one, what is your specific niche? These questions should not be strange to you if you've been listening to my podcast, if you've been consuming my content for any period of time. Number two, who are you targeting? Listen, if you want to get the right people to your blog, you got to know who the right people are. <laughs> because if you know who they are, then it's going to make it easier for you to answer the next question, which is, what are they searching for? Now, this right here is the key to the content equation. When you're thinking about search engine optimization, you want to know exactly what the right people, the people you're targeting, are searching for around your niche so that you can create the right content and you can do it well. Which leads to the next question, the last question to answer before we go on this search engine optimization journey. And that is this. How can you best guide Google and your visitors? Now, this is the one essential question. <laughs> because the better you do at guiding both Google and the searcher and your visitors, the higher you're going to rank over time. So number one. What is your specific niche? Number two, who are you targeting? Number three, what are they searching for? And number four, how can you best guide Google to your visitors? I mean, <laughs> you're not guiding Google to your visitors. How can you best guide Google and your visitors? So now that we've looked at those important questions, now we're going to go into the how-to guide of this episode. And this is where it all happens. This is where it all goes down. We're going to go through the steps. Step number one. I want you to start with a brainstorming session. Yes, we're going to get all advanced and talk about keyword research and all these technical things that you want to be considering and all that good stuff. But before we get to that, I just want you to have a, a, a brainstorming session. You know what your niche is. You know who you're targeting, right? So I want you to, to uh, you should have some kind of an idea of what those people are searching for. So what I want you to do is just kind of jot down a few thoughts based on your knowledge, based on your experience, based on your intuition. The main question you're asking is this, what do you think your ideal audience is searching for? Now, I'm not asking you to get very specific, right? Um, I'm just, just pull out a, a, a pen and paper or Evernote or Microsoft Word. I don't care. Uh, and just kind of write out some topics. You know, if you, uh, you want to build a blog, 
You want to know about starting a blog. You want to know about traffic. You want to know about email list. You want to know about social media marketing. You want to know about a bunch of these different topics so that you can know how to start, grow, your blog, and turn it into a business. You want to know about, you know, monetization, making money with your blog. These are some of the main things that I can write down in this brainstorming session. I'm not trying to get too specific. I can come up with specific questions they're asking and and and, and specific things that I think they're searching for. But I just want you to do just a, a brainstorming session. There are no rules to what you have to do here. It's just brainstorming. We're going to use what we've done in step one, the brainstorming, to get to step number two, which is the keyword research. This right here is an essential part of the SEO process. It is the part that for years I've been saying, you know, I know keyword research is valuable, but I just, I don't enjoy it. I don't want to do it. So I'm just going to do it once in a blue moon. I used to just take educated guesses. I know my audience. Yes, I do. Uh, and so I, I, can, I can think about what content they want to, to, to learn about and then create that content. But here's what I noticed. I noticed that my content wasn't bringing as many people to my blog beyond, you know, I, I just published it and I promoted it. I send an email to my list. I share it on social media. Some people come and, and that's pretty much it. Now, uh, actually, there's some things that I've done keyword research for. And what I've noticed is the stuff that I actually did keyword research for, it performs better over the long term than the stuff that I just kind of make that educated guess. So now what I do is I use a few tools. Uh, and, and these tools are free tools. Uh, and I, so I use these free tools to give me insight. And I'm going to share these free tools with you. Um, and, and I'm looking for insight on, you know, keyword phrases that my, my, my potential audience, they're, they're searching for. How often are they searching for it? How much competition is there for each keyword phrase? And, and how easy is it for me to rank for those keyword phrases? Knowing those things can put me in a much better position to create the right kind of content and do the things that I need to do in order to bring the right people to my site using the search engines, all right? So let me talk about these free tools. Tool number one is such an easy tool. You use it on a regular basis. You don't even realize it, or maybe you do, but that's called Google Autocomplete. This is the first place I want you to start. Um, it's, it's really easy. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to Google and you're going to start searching for some of the topics that you brainstormed. And what you're going to see is Google is going to start auto-completing searches for you. It's going to give you a number of suggestions. And these suggestions are based on what people are actually searching for and how often they're searching for it. So if something, when you start typing it, if a Google notice says, hey, you're going in a certain direction and a lot of people are searching for this specific thing, it's going to start suggesting those things. I want you to take some of those auto-suggestions, auto-completions, and use those to expand on that list that you created. Because now we're saying, hey, Google is saying a lot of people are searching for this. That means there's interest in this. So that's the first thing I want you to do. Now, if you're focusing on video, right? I want you to do the same thing, but do it on YouTube. YouTube, number two search engine in the world, and it's all about video content, right? So go to YouTube instead, and start doing the same thing. You're going to see those auto-completed suggestions and use that to expand your list. That's free tool number one. Free tool number two. I love that this is all these things are free and, and they're so powerful. Number two, answer the public. Do you know about answer the public? Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Go to answerthepublic.com. Uh, and and, and the, uh, man, this, this tool blows my mind because what you can do is you can put in a topic. And then it's going to give you a bunch of questions that people are asking. It's going to give you a bunch of comparisons. It's going to give you a bunch of other topics that you can then use um, saying, hey, you know what? People are searching for this. These are the things that I'm going to uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to create content about. So, for example, I went to answerthepublic.com. I entered the keyword, uh, just a general keyword, blogging. 
And then it gives me ideas for topics. Things like how blogging makes money. Will blogging help my business? Blogging without showing your face. Blogging versus websites. Blogging on sites like Medium. Now, some of these are things that I, I've been thinking about creating content about. Like, for example, how blogging makes money. Um, but blogging on sites like Medium, I didn't think about that until I saw it on Answer the Public. So, so Answer the Public is a really cool tool and it'll give you tons of suggestions, way more than you'll ever be able to uh, create content and way more that, than makes sense for your specific niche. But you can use it to expand on your list when you see suggestions that make sense. Tool number three, and this one is something I started using recently. It was uh, recommended by one of the members of the Blogger Coaching Club, Marcus Cousy, who has been a guest on this podcast. And man, you know, there are so many keyword research tools out there that you have to pay tens or hundreds of dollars a month in order to get access to it. This one is free, and it does a lot of the same things. Now, this one, what it will do is you can take these keyword phrases and enter it into the, the tool and then it's going to start, uh, it's going to give you a bunch of data. It's going to tell you how often that keyword is searched. It's going to give you a, give it a score and tell you, hey, this is really hard to rank for. This is really easy to rank for or something in between. Uh, it's going to tell you about the competition and you can analyze the competition. You can use it to track your site's performance in search. Man, listen, all of the stuff that um, uh, tools charge like a hundred bucks a month for. I was paying forty nine bucks a month for another tool until I found this, and I was like, it does the exact same thing. So I cancel that junk, uh, not junk because it's good stuff. But now I get all that junk for free. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Um, so use Uber Suggest now to refine and find those keyword phrases that make sense for you. Um. Uh, now, there are different types of keyword phrases that you can try to rank for. Uh, and I just want to briefly cover there are head keywords, then there are mid-tail keywords, and there are long-tail keywords. The head t keywords are you're kind of like general and, and, and broad and, and really difficult to rank for usually because it's a lot of competition. For example, hey, man, I would love it if you were to go to Google and search for blogging and the first thing that comes up is become a blogger. But that ain't happening because there's so much competition for that. The chances of that happening are slim to none. There's too much competition. But then there are mid-tail keywords. These are a little longer. Um, and, yeah, they're still kind of difficult to rank for. Um, for example, start a blog. Uh, it's possible for me to rank well for that. But it's still going to be a, a, a little bit of a challenge. And I'm working on that. But then there are long tail keywords. So these are going to be significantly longer. Uh, and, and, and there's going to be significantly less competition for this. It's going to be easier for you to rank for this. But here's the, here's the gist, right? The more long tail keywords, the more relevant long tail keywords you rank for, the easier it's going to be for you to rank for those mid-tail keywords. And the more mid-tail keywords you rank for, the easier it's going to be for you to rank for those head keywords. So while you can create content for some of the more popular, the more competitive keyword phrases, it's often better to try to rank for the easier stuff and then build your way up. And that is a great way to approach ranking well for the search engines. You do what's easy, and that makes it easier for you to do what's kind of hard. And you do what's kind of hard often enough that it makes it easier for you to rank for the things that are really hard. It's kind of you go, you're going to the gym, right? Yeah, I would love to go to the gym and bench press 300 pounds, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> not right now. But if I, if I do 50 pounds enough, then I can do 60. If I do 60 pounds enough, it makes it easier to do 100. If, it may, if I do 100 enough, it makes it easier for me to do 135 and then one, uh, two, the 185 and then 225, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That is a great way to approach search engine optimization because then you'll start to see, yeah, man, I'm starting to rank for some of these long tail keywords and that's going to build your enthusiasm and excitement and then you can start to go up and up and up. So that's the concept 
of the keyword research. Notice I didn't give you specific numbers, and I'm not trying to do that right now because what you're doing is you're trying to get relative numbers. You're trying to see this is easier than this. So I'm going to start with this easier one, and I'm going to kind of build from there. Or, uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit, you do keyword research for this particular topic that you cra- you, you're, you're thinking about um, writing about, and you realize that if you you tweak the title a little bit and target just a slightly different keyword phrase that means the same thing, it's going to be easier for you to write. Well, that's valuable data, and you can actually make decisions about that. Now, let's move on to step number three. Step number three is one that I did not think a whole lot about, but I've been investing a lot in in SEO courses and and studying and all this kind of stuff. And one of the things that is emphasized is planning your blog structure. Planning the structure of your blog for search engine optimization is essential to the overall growth in authority for your blog when it comes to the search engines. You want to think about a few key things related to your, the structure of your blog. And this is going to be informed to a certain extent by the keyword research you've done. Now, here's how I want you to think about it. When it comes to your menu items, the things that are going to be in your menu. What that does, if you think about it, this is kind of like a roadmap, right? You're telling people, these are the important things on my blog, on my website. You want to go to the about page, right? You want to go to this because this is important. You are giving your audience an indication of what you consider to be important. But guess what? You're also giving Google a better idea of what you consider to be important, what's covered on your blog. Doesn't it make sense to use some of those keyword phrases that you researched in your menu? Absolutely. And that's exactly what you want to do. Give you one specific example. When I did my keyword research, what I saw was that a lot of people were searching for things related to Make money blogging. In fact, there are 14,800 monthly searches, and the competition on a scale of 0 to 100 is 29. Not the competition, the difficulty to rank. But when you go to my blog, I mean, that's, that's a big, that's like the biggest topic that I cover on my blog. But when you go to my homepage, when you look at my menu, There's no indication that that is important. (laughs) So I've redesigned my blog so that one of the things in the menu is make money blogging. It just makes perfect sense because it's a major topic. It is one that people are searching for. There's not a lot of competition for, for it. So it's there now. Another thing people were searching for is blog, um, uh, wait, Blogging podcasts. Do I have a blogging podcast? Yeah, right? Uh, but my menu item just said podcast. Now, guess what it says? Blogging podcast. I know I'm giving you all the secrets now, and if you're blogging about blogging, you're like, oh, I need to do this. I don't care. I want you to know how to do this well. Your menu items. Think about the keyword research and where it makes sense. Include some of those important things that are relatively easy to rank that people are searching for in your menu items. Next thing, your key pages. There are a few pages that are very important to your blog. For example, I told you that I'm trying to rank for start a blog, right? One of the key pages on my blog is how to start a blog. I want to optimize that page. I know that a lot of people who are looking into blogging, they're searching for that phrase. It's a logical addition to my key pages. And this is something that I didn't have for a while, but now I do. So optimize those key pages to to include things that your ideal audience is searching for. Lastly, your categories. Now, this is something that you may not have thought about, but your categories have a very important purpose. They are so important. The categories on your blog, they let the people that are visiting your blog, they let them know what topics you cover. 
just like with your key pages, right? And with your menu items, you want to make sure that you are choosing these categories wisely. Now, in the past, I've done this just based on what I know that my audience cares about, but I wasn't taking into consideration the key phrases. That was a mistake. Go to your keyword research and choose categories that make sense based on the data. And then what you want to do, now this part is a bit technical, um, but in the best case scenario, what you want to be doing is you want to optimize those category pages, the category archive pages. Like when you, if you're reading a blog and you see this is in the category of make money blogging, when you click on that category, it's going to take you to a page that has all of the posts related to that category, right? Now, if you can optimize those category archive pages, that is a very smart thing. It's a bit technical to, to do. Now, I'm using the Divi WordPress theme. And what that allows me to do is create and optimize these category pages for search engine optimization. I, I'm going to link to, uh, if you go to my blog and you click on make money blogging, you're going to see that it takes you uh, to my category page for make money blogging. And here's what you're going to notice. Right at the top, I have information describing the kind of content you're going to find on my blog. And then I feature three posts right at the top about how to make money with your blog in three parts. Part one, how to uh, make your first dollar with your blog. Part two, how to get a, grow to a part-time income with your blog. And part three, how to grow to a full-time income with your blog. These are fundamental posts when it comes to making money with your blog. And I highlight those. When you go to most, people category, most people's category pages, you're just going to see the most recent posts. But I don't share that until after all of that stuff. I customize the category page to optimize it for the visitors so that they can see exactly what's important and also to optimize it for the search engines so that they can know this is a significant page. And I link to that category page in my menu. I link to that on my homepage. It's a beautiful thing. All right. So you want to optimize your categories as much as possible. Now, I just said I use the Divi WordPress theme and it allows me to customize it. I want to give you a disclaimer. I do not recommend the Divi WordPress theme unless you're very tech savvy. If you're not, ignore that and just try the best, your best to choose smart categories. It can be very overwhelming because Divi will allow you to create anything you want and customize every aspect of that. If you're not a techie, don't do it. Stay away. If you are a techie and you want to explore that more, go to becomeablogger.com slash elegant themes uh, and you can check out that WordPress theme and a bunch of others. All right. Something I didn't mention about uh, uh, in the planning your key pages, your homepage. That is like the super key page, right? What are you doing on that homepage? Are you guiding people to the important content, to the important categories, to the things that emphasize what your blog is about? Is that page optimized? If not, go back to the drawing board at some point. Right now, I got to emphasize something. I'm talking about so many things don't try to do this all at once. This is a process. I haven't fully done everything we're talking about. I am going to be doing this for the next year probably. All right? Number four. Oh, man, we're halfway through the content because we got eight steps, eight tips. Number four, plan your blog content. We have our we've done our keyword research. We have our blog structure. Uh, for, we started actually with the brainstorming. We, we then did our keyword research. We have our blog structure. Now it's time to plan your blog content, the stuff that you're going to be creating. You're filling in the SEO pie. Is there a FE, SEO pie? Can you fill it in? I don't know. But when people come to your blog, they're coming because of your content. In most cases, it's specific posts that you've created, whether that's a video post, a written post, an audio post. It's a post, all right? You want to plan out your content based on your keyword research. What are people searching for? Right now, 
as I am recording this episode, I'm in the process of planning out the, the next three months worth of content. In fact, we've finished creating all of the content for January. And that's being scheduled now. By next Wednesday, all of January's content will be scheduled and we'll be working. On, well, actually, starting Monday, I'm working on February's content. It's a great feeling. But you know how I'm planning out February's content? Based on my keyword research. That's because it just makes sense. I want to create the content that people are looking for. In March, for example, I'm going to be focusing on, uh, at least what I'm planning right now is focusing on content about video. If you are trying to create video, that's going to be the month for you. There's going to be a week we're going to be talking about equipment. Another week we're going to be talking about YouTube and, and all of that stuff. We're going to talk about optimization and so on, specifically focused on video. And the content is going to be based and the keyword research that I am actively doing now and will continue to do on an ongoing basis. So in a perfect world, here's what your goal is. Um, and it's not a goal that you're ever going to reach. <laughs> but by having this goal, you know what you're striving towards. You're going to be basically working to have one article for every relevant keyword phrase that people are searching for. Now, that's not going to happen in three months. It's not going to happen in a year. It, it's just never going to happen because there are always going to be new things that people are going to search for. But you want to plan it out based on the research you've done. And to do that, to help you do that, I have a free blog content calendar spreadsheet. You go to becomeablogger.com slash spreadsheet. Of course, I'm going to link to it in the show notes of this episode. Uh, and you can check that out and use that. A lot of people have been using it and absolutely loving it. It is 100% free. It's a spreadsheet in Google Sheets um, that you can use. You don't have to install any software or anything of that sort. Just use it. You're welcome. <laughs> Number five, how to create optimized blog content. Now we're going to start the creation process, right? Because we know, we've planned out our content. Now it's time to create it. And this is where the magic happens. This is where the rubber heat meets the road. This is where the whatever other saying you can put in there. This is the important part part of the process because you're building a puzzle, right? And each puzzle piece is one piece of content. So I want to give you one, two, three, three tips for creating optimized content. Tip number one, use your keyword research data. Do I have to say that again? Well, I'm going to say it again. <laughs> use that data um, about uh, to, to help you decide which content to create, but also to help you decide what to include in each post. All right? If your post is about make money blogging and you see, uh, for example, let me do, let me look at my keyword research here. Uh, how to make money blogging is the main thing. Uh, and you see uh, some of the other things that people are searching for is can you make money blogging? Affiliate marketing for bloggers, uh, digital products, the best affiliate programs, blogs that make money. These are things that I've, I've, I've researched and I'm seeing that, hey, these are phrases that are relatively easy to rank for. Some of them may not be searched a whole lot, but hey, remember the long tail thing we spoke about? It's all good. <laughs> so by filling, look at me just giving away all my data. Man, it's almost as if you don't have to do keyword research now if you're trying to compete with me. And it's all good because the pie is big enough for the two of us. <laughs> So use your keyword research data. Tip number two, create high quality content. Low quality content used to be good enough. As long as you're covering a certain topic and you have a certain number of links, you could rank. But that's no longer the case. You got to provide value. This post is over 4,000 words of value. I'm going in depth because I know, you know what? I got to go all in. And in fact, some people would say that what I'm doing right now is like an entire course. And quite frankly, 
it is going to be repurposed and I'm going to create a full video course inside my coaching club. This is a, a, a quick plug for it at blogger, bloggercoaching.com. If you want to go more in depth, we're going to do that at some point. It might be ready by the time this is live. If so, I'll let you know if you're on my email list and I'll let you know in the post. Um, if not, it'll come in the future. But this right here, I'm giving you my best content, right? I'm not holding anything back. I'm even giving you the insider secrets, the data that I've researched if you want to compete with me. <laughs> and why am I doing this? Because I know that if I deliver quality content, you're going to consume it. You're going to spend time on that post. When someone searches and if Google sends someone to that blog post, they're going to see that this person that went to this blog post and all of the other people that go to that blog post, they love it. They consume it. They share it. They do all this stuff. I am demonstrating my authority to Google and Google is going to reward that quality over time. And tip number three. And this is just like a, a practical um, uh, and also technical part. You want to optimize each post according to Yoast SEO standards. Now, if you have been following me, you know that I promote WordPress. And with WordPress, the plugin that I recommend is Yoast SEO. And what that plugin is going to do for each piece of content you create, for each page on your blog, for each category on your blog, it's going to say, it's going to give you a number of things to check to make sure that you are optimizing that page, that post, that category, that whatever. And it's going to give you a green light if you're doing a good job at those things. So here are some of the things that it's going to recommend. For example, use your keyword phrase in your title and use it near the beginning of the title if that's possible. Have your keyword phrase in your first paragraph. Include the keyword phrase in your subheadings, the, the, the different sections of your blog and the headings that you use there. Uh, use your keyword phrase throughout the content in a natural way. Optimize your images by changing your file name to include relevant keyword phrases. Um, whatever your main keyword phrase is should be in at least one image. And also add your keyword phrase to the image alt tags whenever it makes sense to do that. Link to relevant posts, both posts on your blog and other website. Remember, Google, it, the way Google does its job is by crawling links. It sees a link, it follows that link, um, and, 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 and that helps Google to know where content is, and it makes Google's job easier. And whatever you can do to make Google's job easier, the better. Now, I just, I just went into a whole lot of stuff, and you might be thinking, whoa, 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 slow down. And I'm not asking you to remember this stuff. I'm not, don't, don't try to memorize it. Whenever you make a post, it's going to be right at the bottom of that post. Once you have the Yoast SEO plugin, it's going to be these things and it's going to show you a red light telling you, hey, you, you're not using your keyword phrase in your title. So then you change your title. You're not, you don't have that keyword phrase in your first paragraph. So you put it in the first paragraph and then it's going to give you a green light once you refresh that page. Make sense? So optimize each post according to what Yoast SEO tells you to do. Number six, let's get into number six. Have an off-site SEO strategy. What do I mean by that? I mean, links, as I mentioned, are very important to Google. Uh, Google is going to send its bots and it's going to scan your blog. It's going to scan other blogs. It's going to scan this other blog and see that this other blog links to you. So what it's then going to do is it's going to follow that link and it's going to find your blog. It's going to find your post where you talk about blogging for SEO. And it's going to see, hey man, a lot of sites are linking to this. And these sites are reputable sites. This tells me that that these reputable sites is giving this post or this blog a vote of confidence. And, 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 and the more votes of confidence your blog post gets, the more votes of confidence your blog gets, the more signals get sent to Google. And that's a great thing. Now, here are a few things to keep in mind. Low authority sites don't help as much. When you get links from a site that doesn't have a lot of authority, it doesn't help as much, but they're easier to get. And it's better to get links from higher authority sites, but those are harder to come by. So when you're starting out, a few good backlinks 
are better than no great ones, right? <laughs> so start small and build your way up. Next thing to know, when I link to a site, let's say I am talking about a keyword research tool like Uber suggests, and I use the keywords keyword research tool and I make that clickable and that goes to Uber suggest that right there tells Google a little bit. It gives, it gives context. It tells Google that site is a keyword research tool. At least I am suggesting that it is. And the more people link to you with the right keywords, I'm not saying, Hey, try to get everyone to link to you saying keyword research tool, because that sounds artificial, right? That seems artificial. Everyone that links to you aren't going to use, they're not going to use the same exact keyword phrase. And Google is smart. All right. So the more people link to you with variations of, uh, of that theme, the better. All right. Lastly, listen to me, listen to me. Artificial bank backlink schemes you know, software that generates backlinks for you. That one SEO company from India that sends you a, an, an email that he can get you to rank on the first page of Google. They don't work and they always come back to bite you in the butt. All right. So just don't do it. Google is smart and, and it gets smarter every single day. Don't take the risk. This is a long term play. It is not worth it. Do not pay anyone to get you a bunch of backlinks to artificially inflate your, your rankings in Google. It's, 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 just, it's just not a good thing. Get them naturally. So the question then becomes, well, okay, Leslie, how do I get it naturally? How do I get these backlinks? How do I get people to link to my stuff? Well, let me give you three tips. Tip number one, most important tip. Focus on relationships. I have to start here because so many people ignore this. I guarantee you there's an email in my inbox uh, right now or, well, or there might be by the end of the day of someone telling me, hey, I found you, your post on such and such, and it was great. Can you link to mine? Because I'm awesome. You know what the answer is? No, I'm not doing it. We don't even have a relationship. We don't have a relationship and you're asking me to go out on a date. That's not, that's, that's not the way it works. I don't just go out on a date with anyone. <laughs> Focus on a relationship. Focus on relationships. The more you, 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 you can connect with, you know, you know, in authentic ways with people in your niche, the more likely they're going to be to link to you. That, that's the key. Focus on relationships. Tip number two, strategic guest posting. You know, there are so many blogs out there that would love, that, that are always searching for new writers. And this could be a great way to get backlinks because in many cases, you can link back to your content. Uh, in many cases, you might have an author bio at the bottom and in the author bio, you can say, hey, this is Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com where I teach people how to build a business with a blog. Uh, get my free guide to go from from idea to blog over here, all right? And that is a link back. How do you get guest posts on other blogs? Well, start with point number one, focus on relationships. E engage with other bloggers. Engage with their, the authors in the comments. Engage with them on social media. Reach out to them uh, and let that have a conversation with them. Let it evolve naturally. Uh, and no, it, it, you're not trying to get it all done in one email, right? You're building a relationship. Attend conferences, attend events, and connect with people in person. That is the best way that I know. All right, so strategic guest posting. That's another way of getting great links. Another way of getting great links is by being interviewed by other bloggers or other podcasters. This is great because when they interview you, obviously they want people to know who you are and they're going to be very likely to link back to your stuff. And in many cases, in most cases, they ask you how you want them to link back to you. And you can give them specific guidelines. 
All right. Now, obviously, um, you want to do a good job at making sure that the, the, the blogs that you're interviewed on, the, the, the podcasts that you're interviewed on are at least relevant to your niche. Right. Because then that makes sense. Uh, and then you, you get the benefit of the backlink, but you also get the benefit of exposure to a relevant uh, audience. Number seven, there are a few other technical details you want to pay attention to. Uh, and, and, and the first one is to get set up on Google Analytics and Google Search Console. If you don't have Google Analytics on your blog, that's the first thing you want to do. Whenever I, I, I set up a blog, the first thing I do is I set up a Google Analytics account uh, and, and then I add the code to my site. Google Analytics basically allows you to track all of the traffic that's coming to your site. You, you know, it tells you how they got there. It tells you what what do they do once they're there. Which pages do they they visit? How long are they staying on those pages? That is good data. You want to be able to measure what's happening. You you want to be able to see how many people are coming from the search engines. Right, and Google Search Console that's gonna tell you exactly how your site is performing in Google Search. This is what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to rank well in Google Search. Well, how do you know if you're ranking well? This will tell you, it's gonna tell you exactly which keyword phrases you're ranking for and what position you're in. And, and these tools are free, it's a beautiful thing. All right, another thing is you want to make sure you have an SSL certificate. This is a kind of like a security um, uh, certification. And, and, and uh, you know, in 2008, Google made a move and they started pushing everyone to, to get SSL certification, which basically means uh, that your site is encrypted. And if it's encrypted, it's harder to hack. Now, you don't have to be a tech genius to do this, uh, but there are search engine optimization benefits to having an SSL cert certificate because Google favors SSL. So how do you do this? First thing is you go to your host and ask them if you can do this. Uh, not if you can do this, ask them if they can do it for you. And if they can, it's gonna be very simple. You have nothing to do. Uh, if they can't, or if they're gonna charge you a bunch of money to make it happen, you can get an SSL certificate for free from a site called Let's Encrypt, and that's at letsencrypt.org. All right, so that's the next technical detail. And the last technical detail is you wanna pay attention to your page speed. Here's why Google hates slow loading sites. You know why? Because that ruins the searcher's experience. If I go and I search for something, I click on it and it's taking a day to load. If it's taking an entire five seconds, six seconds, oh, my patience is running thin. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. So I leave. <laughs> I, 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 I jest. But quite frankly, that's what a lot of people do when your site takes too long to load. So you want to pay attention to your site speed. You can use a tool like GT Metrics to analyze your site and to see how well it performs. Now, I include a few details and tips that you can use to help you speed up your uh, site in the post for this episode. I'm not going to go into that right now. It's a little technical. Uh, so check that out. And lastly, man, we're at point eight. Awesome. Point eight. Consider doing a content audit. Now, you know that the content on your blog is the most important thing when it comes to getting people to, 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 to come to your blog, when it comes to growing your blog. It's all about the content. And it, 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 it's also how Google knows you know, what to do with you when it comes to search engine uh, results, right? They look at your content. So your content is very important. So here's, here's where this leads. You don't want your content to be giving mixed signals. My blog is about how to start and grow a business with a blog. It is not about music. It is not about cooking. It is not about any of the other things that I may be interested in. So publishing content that's irrelevant doesn't help me when it comes to search. In fact, it can confuse Google. Now, I've been blogging since 2008. 
That's over 12 years. And there's stuff on my blog that is not relevant. There's stuff on my blog that is weak content. A content audit can help me with this. Now, I did an interview with Todd Tresseter, and I am going to link to that interview. Todd Tresseter, um, he did a content audit on his blog. He deleted a third of his content, and his traffic tripled. He not only deleted a third of his content, he also went through um, and... And the content that kind of aligns with his brand, he kept that. The content that needed to be improved or expanded on or anything of that stuff, that sort, he improved it. He consolidated a number of different posts that could function as one killer post, one epic post to increase the overall quality of his blog content. And that's how his traffic increased. I'm going to link to that interview, and you can check that out. Um, it, it's, it's, it's very informative and very helpful. Now, you don't have to do a content audit, but it's something that I would consider. It's something that I'm going through right now. It takes a lot of work, depending on how much content you've published, but it can be worth it. So, search engine, search engine optimization. It's not a set it and forget it process. It's something you do on an ongoing basis. There are a few important steps like the keyword research and, and planning out the content and the structure, and that helps you to set a firm foundation, uh, all the stuff that we went over here, and then, of course, the content that you create on an ongoing basis. You create the content. You optimize the content. And the good news is that those two things are exactly what you should be doing as a blogger. But once you do the startup work, you can actually focus your efforts in the right direction so that you're, just, you're not just creating random content. It's, it's, it's a part of your overall strategy. And if you're going to be creating content anyways, you might as well do it right. Put in the effort now. Do the research. Do the work. And you're going to reap the benefits throughout the lifetime of your blog. Man, so much I'm not even going to ask you if you got value. This was just a bunch of value. <laughs> Blogging for SEO, episode 371. Go to becomeablogger.com slash 371. You got to go to this post. You have to go to this post and share it with the world. Any blogger you know, share it with them because they got to understand this SEO stuff. Woo. Yeah, that's that. I'm tired now. I, I need to go and eat some food. That's what I'm going to go and do. <laughs> hey, if you are trying to, you know, you're not even ready for the SEO yet. You just want to get your blog started. Oh, man. And you and, and maybe you're, you're intimidated by the technology. You're intimidated by by just just the whole process. You need someone to guide you. You want to go from idea to blog? Go to fromidea2blog.com. That's fromidea2blog.com. I'm there to help you. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold your hand. I'm going to get you started. Yeah. Let's do this. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. <laughs>